Hello. You're listening to Yes, Have Some. At least until I get to you. Sleep tight tonight. From the corner penthouse of Spoof Central, all the way to Star Killer Base, this is Yes Have Some Podcast. Do I? Yes, have some. Yes, have some. You know, they told me you people were conceited douchebags. The only place in the multiverse where you can love the book, hate the movie, but still buy all the toys. I'm afraid you're just too darn loud. I'm not looking for a friend. I'm looking for a Jedi mask. A what? Please remember to hold on to your butts and get ready to get stressed with your hosts, Craig Goldberg, Abigail Gardner, and Jacob Walsh. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to Yes, Have Some Podcast. I'm not starting this thing over again. It's episode 134. Welcome, everybody, to the show. What's up, guys? My name's Craig Goldberg. Hope everybody's having a wonderful week. A cold week. It's cold in Georgia, but it's nowhere near as cold as everywhere else in the country. So hope you're not sleeping in the negative 50 degree weather. Mm-hmm. And we're hoping that Yes Have Some Podcast is going to warm you up this evening. Mm-hmm. I don't oh. know what that means. But Abby, what what, what do I, you think about that? I am here to provide warmth for the listening ears of our uh, Yes Have Some family members and our audience. So, there you go. Yeah. Jake, how are you? Is it cold where you are? Uh, it's colder than it was yesterday, but it's not. I mean, it's like other people are, are saying that it's freezing. It, 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 it maybe is cold, but like you just said, it's nowhere near. It's probably warmer here than it is where you guys are. Yeah. There yeah. was literally no snow whatsoever, so a little yeah. bit of a bummer. But they said in like uh, Chicago and Minnesota, it's like negative 30 degrees and you're yeah. getting instant you frostbite. Know, people, people are dying. <laughs> People are dying. That's not happening in Valdosta. We're we're okay. <laughs> I don't even have a heat in my house. I'm I'm fine. I uh, I wanted to let you guys know that Twister was on TV last night. Oh, and I feel like we haven't talked about Twister in a good while. Mm-hmm. We're not going to really what, talk like, about it too much, but I, I feel like I just wanted to bring it up and let everyone know that it was on and that I enjoyed it. I was it. thankful that it was on last Thank night because we were watching the Ted Bundy Netflix uh, series, and as soon as we turned it off, I was like, I need something else to distract me, and Twister was on, so it was perfect. Yeah, Abby was like, I want something that can't possibly kill you. Oh, tornadoes. <laughs> Twister. Yeah. You know my first reaction to, to you saying that Twister was on? Which makes absolutely no sense that this would be my reaction. But the first thing I wanted to say was like, which one, part one or two? <laughs> I guess it's just like wishful thinking. Right. Yeah. Well, well, that usually applies to what we're talking about. If it's like Ghostbusters, Jurassic Park, Back to the Future. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's also, not a whole, I just wish there was a part two. It, that's actually a really good point. Most of the movies that we like have a lot of sequels. And, uh, we have that thirst for more sequels. In fact, on our Patreon bonus episode, uh, exclusive to Patreon, yes, have some patrons last week. We uh, we decided to try to figure out how to reboot Jaws, whether it was like yeah, a sequel. I think we were, I think we were successful. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to say, now listen, I don't want to give away too much, but yeah. we might have gotten a call. That, <laughs> yeah, did, got, that, did, that didn't happen. I got a call <laughs> from our good friend, John Yurkaba, who told me he loved my pitch. 
And uh, he, he wanted to make it a comic book. Whatever. Yeah, I got a call okay. from the, the okay. people who wrote The Meg good for you. getting a cease and desist. I've never seen that movie. <laughs> yeah, Abby got a call from Jason Statham. <laughs> How did you know? I've never seen that movie. I just want to address that and say, you know what? That was my original idea. Yeah. So, deal with it. But uh, we hope our patrons uh, enjoyed it. And if you're not a patron yet, make sure you're going over to patreon.com slash yes, have some for $5 a month. You're going to get those bonus episodes. A mm-hmm. small price to pay for hours of entertainment. Literally. Lots hours. of content. Lots yeah. of content. Mm-hmm. Hey, I even called Jake. I said, Jake, that was some good content. You're a content <laughs> provider, and I appreciate it. <laughs> content oh, I love content. So, uh, Jake, real quick, have you been watching this Ted Bundy thing? I saw the first episode. So, uh, that's as far, as far as I've gotten. All right, so I don't want to spoil anything, but after the first episode. Did he do it? Do you think he God, did it? God, he stole my joke. <laughs> um, so yeah. that's such a Craig joke that's such a Craig joke you guys know me too well uh, we, we watched the first two we're gonna keep going with it it's uh it's pretty fascinating stuff yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a I don't know if you got to this part but I'm just gonna spoil this for you I had a thought cool. um <laughs> when the guy first so basically it's the Ted Bundy tapes like his confessions or whatever and uh when the the guy at first like he couldn't get him to talk about any of these murders and he would just be like, yeah, I'm familiar with it, but I, I don't know what happened. I, you know, he, I can't believe those girls are missing, you, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. You're t- he, like, he's totally bullshitting the guy. So the guy's like a psychologist right. or whatever. And he, he figures out that the way that he gets him to talk about these killings is to get him to do it in the third person. So he's like, right. don't tell me what happened, Ted. But what do you think happened? As an expert, like, what would you imagine was happening? Yeah. And he's like, oh. And then he just tells and he everything. he just goes for it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that's on the first episode. Yeah. yeah. So that got me thinking. You know, we've tried to connect with um, previous uh, writers and, and creative folks who have been involved in uh, iterations of Ghostbusters 3 that never happened. Like, Oh, uh, so you're, you're just going to try to trick them? Well, what I'm saying is, like, we, we've talked to Eaton Cohen, who wrote the Ghostbusters uh, Alive Again script, and we've talked to uh, Drew Pierce, and both of them were, were, were very nice guys, and they were like, we would, I would love to talk about this stuff. I, I love the opportunity to work on something related to Ghostbusters, but, you know, I really can't. Due to legal reasons. Well, let's invite them to come and talk about it as if, like, theorize what it would have been like, and well, then they can tell saying. us everything. Maybe we get, we get Drew Pierce on the line and say, look, Drew, listen. Talented guy, you know, you've directed movies, uh, you wrote Iron Man 3, you've got a lot of experience. I'm not saying that you worked on the Ghostbusters Bible that was going to be the Russo Brothers movie with Channing Tatum and Chris Pratt. But what I'm saying is, if you would have, what do you think that would have been like? And just let him go. Yeah. Just let him tell the story. That's a good Mm -hmm. idea. Yeah. Um, we can we can even bring him on the show under like a, a an alias or something. Yeah, we'll yeah. call him uh, Andrew Ethan Cohen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Instead of Ethan Cohen, uh, this is uh, We're Ethan Hawk. Ethan. Uh, <laughs> I would I I kind of actually thought about messaging Drew Pierce, but he probably is going to block me if he gets a message that starts off with, hey, you know how Ted Bundy... Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't start with that. Um, but yeah. uh, I've enjoyed it. I recommend it. Uh, Abby, you like serial killers. 
Oh, yeah. I uh, definitely. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, come on. It's everyone's talking about that Ted Bundy thing right now. Um, the It's a really good series. But more than that, I started watching the current season of True Detective last night and I watched the first episode and I cannot stop thinking about it. I'm extremely excited to dive back into it. Um, I've waited a little while. I think there's four episodes that have built up. But this season is just like the first season, which to me was like a perfect television show. Uh, second season was a total misstep. But I highly recommend it to everybody who's out there who likes serial killers, who likes Stephen King, who likes fucked up, well-written shit. This season is off the fucking chains already, like with that first episode, so All dive right. into it. Off multiple chains, yeah. not just the chain. It's off the chains. Every chain. <laughs> Every chain. So good. Um, well, cool. So, uh, listen, we had a really fun weekend. Jake, you were with us. Um, I'm hoping that everybody... Yep. Yeah. has seen our uh, latest video release. If, you, if you've missed it, we're going to be talking about this in more detail later, but we had the pleasure of watching Abigail train Jake for his encounter with mm-hmm. Linda Blair. Now, I want to give a little bit of background about all of this a little bit later, but people were into this video. The 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 feedback was My dad oh. liked it. I showed my dad. <laughs> the feedback was overwhelmingly positive. Yeah. Um Jake before without going into too much detail cuz we're we're going to give the whole story here in a little bit. How how did you feel about uh getting in getting in shape for Days of the Dead? Um, you know, it was the most physical activity I've done since before I like weaseled my way out of doing gym in high school. I and, thought you were um, going to say since I weaseled my way out of my mother's womb. <laughs> I've never heard um, it said like that. I don't know why life. that's what you, I don't know why Dude. that's where your mind went. Um, there's a scene, me. I'm not going to give too much away, but there's a scene where we use special effects mm-hmm. to simulate um, me vomiting, that was almost real. That's all I'll say. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like we, uh, well, well, we'll get to it. We'll, we'll talk about it a little bit later. Yeah, okay, uh, sounds good. The, uh, the, the, it was the highlight of the weekend, I'll say that much. It was, it a lot was of fun. the epic conclusion to a two-year saga known as the Linda Blair Project. I keep changing the name. Yeah. Um, I also like <laughs> Linda Blair's Statue of Limitations. Me too. I think that's my favorite. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, so, um, Let's just get into it. So we're going to talk about Days of the Dead. Everybody, that's what, listen, that's what everybody's here for. That's the main event of WrestleMania. That's the Undertaker match. But listen, we got to get to some other stuff first. You're going to have to watch those undercard matches. All right. You're going to have to watch the, sh- the shitty wrestlers first. <laughs> you got to watch all the boring matches first. <laughs> just hopefully, hopefully, unlike the Royal Rumble, every match that we go through it won't be a boring one everything we talk about it yes have some is a main event yeah we should we are the main event podcast we're changing the name abby write that that's it yeah i just did the main event (laughs) i'm getting rid of our domain name yeah on all social media (laughs) the main event it's good Uh, okay cool so um before we get to days of the dead and all that talk (laughs) there was a couple little news items concerning ghostbusters we want to uh Make sure that every week, even if there's not a whole lot that comes out uh, in regards to either Ghostbusters Fan Fest or Ghostbusters 3 or whatever it is, um, there's going to be stuff coming out bit by bit every week, and we want to make sure we uh, talk about it. So the big news was the Ghostbusters 3. I, I'm going to keep calling it GB3 until we get an official title because that's just the easiest thing to do, even though it's technically the fourth Ghostbusters movie. 
Uh, we got a release date, so it's going to be July 10th, 2020, officially confirmed. Jason Reitman confirmed it. Now, we knew that the movie was announced. We saw the teaser trailer, but there was something about getting that official date that made it feel even more real. How did you guys react? Um, I, I always feel, I don't know, man, release dates don't ever... It, I'm, I, I feel a little like I feel a little like indifferent on it because it's just like, you know, it's a date. Like, I feel like a lot of times movie dates change. Um, it's it's, you know, it's over a year away at this point. It's like, I don't know. It doesn't do it. it it's, it's a nice feeling to be like, hey, this is the day. But also it just. You know, it doesn't do that much for me. Mm-hmm. Right, I forgot you have a black soul, but that's okay. Right. Um, I no, I get what you're saying, Jake, but like, it's a little bit different when it's like, hey, here's the release dates for the next three Spider-Man movies for the next seven years or whatever. That like, almost makes it less believable. Right. But like this is like, fact. it's not that far away. Like it's, it's before we know it, we're going to be six months out from this movie and I'm not going to be able to handle it. I can tell you guys right now, like, I can't stop thinking about the fact that we're getting a new Ghostbusters movie. Mm-hmm. It's, I would call these intrusive thoughts. They're <laughs> popping in out of nowhere when I should be focusing on other things. Yeah, I know about that. Abby, what, uh, what do you feel about this release date? I mean, like, I'm not going to say I'm over the moon when I heard it, but it does kind of, like, solidify that it was it really going to happen or not. Um, we can point to this and say, yeah, there's a date. The only other thoughts I have relating to it are if we go out to L.A. for the premiere, I'm definitely not wearing an entire flight suit outdoors <laughs> in the bleachers because it was so hot. Pre-planning. Yeah, pre-planning about my outfit, so no surprise there. Um, I'm super pumped, dude. I mean, there's... It didn't feel real last week when we found out. It was last week, right? I feel like it's only been. It's it's been less than two weeks. Yeah, since the yeah. This whole basically, like, I feel now like things are a lot more tangible, and uh, it's kind of sunken in a little bit. Um, and with you know some of this casting rumor stuff, it's you know it seems real. And I think that I'm excited, very excited. One thing that surprised me, um, anybody who listens to Yes Have Some or the main event podcast, as I like to call it. Knows that I like to make big, bold statements. And I guarantee at some point in the last year and a half, I've made the statement. There is no way the next live action Ghostbusters movie will be released in the middle of summer. It will be an October or December release. And y'all are just going to have to deal with it. And of course, Mm -hmm. it's like the middle of July. Um, But I am a little surprised because the summer is when there's big movies that come out every week. And I do think that a Ghostbusters movie... Especially if it's going to be like moody and spooky and and chock full of all the ghosts that we want to see. I feel like it could be released like in the lead up to Halloween and like maybe have a little bit more breathing room away from all the major like Marvel movies and the big animated movies. And I'll have to look at the list and see um, everything that's coming out in in that summer. But uh, I don't know. I was I was a little bit surprised that it's going to be almost four years to the date of the answer the call release yeah that is yeah yeah. i didn't even i didn't even really think of it you know being so close to the same date um but you know whatever i just like it's hard to it's 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 super easy to be excited about all this ghostbuster stuff and i am and i think um, it's all pointing even, even with the little amount we got, it's pointing in the right direction. But I think I'm also still, I'm still in this, uh, 
mindset where I'm kind of telling myself to calm down. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Abby said I, something I like that earlier. I don't want to like, I don't want to set my, you know, we, we got so excited for answer the call and I don't want to like set myself up for that kind of disappointment. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I did. So now I'm I just trying to, I'm just trying to like, even though I, 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 I know like this feels completely different to me than, than what answer the call felt. And it's, you know, they, they've already showed me enough to, to show me like, Hey, this is, it's okay. But mm-hmm. still answer the call hurt me. Yeah, dude. We're like, so I'm kind of like, all right, well, when we'll see, I feel like I need to see a, tra- I need to see a real trailer mm-hmm. now. I need yeah. it right now. Yeah, I completely agree. My words were that I'm going to be cool as a cucumber going into this. I think I was making fun of myself um, because we're talking about Jason Reitman. And I was like, Mm. I'm not going to put a tweet out where I'm like, I'm ready to believe you. Because I did that with Paul Feig like way before everything started. And the lesson I learned is that like attaching all of your hopes and dreams and feelings into uh, putting them in the hands of, of a team that just... Maybe from the very beginning we had, I actually had those feelings of trepidation and it it was just a whole emotional roller coaster for me. So this time around, I'm going to allow myself to have the enjoyment, but also like take a couple steps back and and realize that, you know, it maybe it won't be everything I ever needed it to be and whatever it is, I'm, you know, I'm just happy it's coming out. So it's cool. I think the thing that we are forgetting is that if you look at the timeline, okay, Here's a history uh, lesson from Craig from a Yes Have Some podcast. Oh, the main event? The main event. Okay. Oh, God. I Someone's going to start an Instagram called the main event. Just like last week, we're 10 minutes out from our show, and we were followed on Instagram by Digital Wonton. We still haven't figured <laughs> yeah. out who that is. Um, the last Ghostbusters movie, Paul Feig signed on to direct it around August of 2014. We started getting rumblings about like the script and like the story throughout that fall. And it started filming in the like spring to summer of 2015. So from announcement to filming, that was a seven or eight month period. And then we had a whole, you know, more than a year before the movie was released. So it's actually interesting that we're getting a more truncated version of that to where they put out the announcement, they put out the trailer it's going to be filming before you know it. And then we're going to be like right back in that buildup where we're seeing images. We're hearing stuff. We're learning about the cast very quickly. So I kind of agree with you guys. I need to take a deep breath. I need to pace myself. As my friend Troy Benjamin said, the night that the movie was announced, remember to breathe because I won't, I will, I'll be like one of those kids, you know, when a kid's crying so hard and they just doesn't breathe and then almost dies. That's going to be me. (laughs) I'm going to be one of those kids that almost dies because I forget to breathe because I'm so damn excited about a new Ghostbusters movie. Um, But let's talk about a few more Ghostbusters uh, notes before we move on here. Um, Some news came out that, so we know that they're auditioning kids that I'm going to treat that as factual information at this point. Like I, there's no, I was going to say, do we know that? I, I personally think that, I would be very surprised if it comes out like all of that was was fake because it's been reported on very reputable news sites. And uh, the girl who whose uh, audition tape leaked, uh, I got to get her name. Sarah I Abbott. Sarah Abbott. Um, I went to look at those so I could watch them again and they were all taken down. 
So okay. um, basically, it was a 12-year-old girl. She's an actress. She was in uh, Black Mirror, the Archangel episode, which we watched, which was it's a great episode of Black Mirror, directed by Jodie Foster. And she's just reading some basic uh, generic audition sides. And listen, there's nothing to really gain from it other than you're looking at somebody reading lines and getting a feel for how they are as an actress. Uh, you can go read the dialogue. I'm not going to read it here, but it was like kind of dry and witty and, but it didn't give anything away from the plot. You can't really read into like what this character is going to be like other than she's trying to tell jokes and she's missing her social cues. And it's kind of the character description that we were talking about last week that kind of fits the mold of an, I, I want to be careful about this, but we're just going to go ahead and say like an Egon type of character. Uh, I don't know, Jake, Abby didn't High watch High IQ, him. low social skills. That kind of thing. And Jake, we, we watched the, the audition um, yeah. stuff together. It was only about two minutes, but uh, what would you think? Did you get anything yeah. from it? I mean, just like you said, there's not enough. There's really not enough there for they, they were only, what, a few minutes long a piece. Um, yeah. it, there, there's nowhere near enough to be like, oh, this kid can act. You know, there's no it's just like. It, it's like less than a paragraph of a kid, you know, talking. So it, it it wasn't, it's nothing to go on to me. And even, even when we, uh, you know, we watched that episode and I had seen that episode before, but like, she's also really not in that long enough for you to, to get any more than like, Oh, well, I mean, she, she, she's a fine actor, you know, mm-hmm. that's like, that's basically all you can get out of it. Um, there's, there's definitely no part where you're watching, you know, those, uh, those little audition videos being like, yes, she's a ghostbuster. You know, yeah. it's, no, it's just, it's, there's just nothing there. You know? Yeah. Another thing we need to remember is that just because this footage leaked and it obviously wasn't supposed to, we have to imagine that they're screen testing tons of kids and this just happened to be the one that got out there there's there is no guarantee or even likelihood that this girl is going to be in the movie we just don't know yet and we probably won't know for a while and i'm fine with that Mm -hmm. in fact i don't want to be watching audition reels it's too that's not for me that's for casting directors i want to I want to make my decisions yeah. once we're don't put five child actors in front of me and tell me that I need to pick who's going to be the next Ghostbusters movie. Cause it's going to be that remember to breathe thing again. I'm going to be like, I can't, you I can't. Can only pick four. I can't, I can't do it. Someone's going to feel left one, out. You got to tell one. No, <laughs> who's going to be the Venkman? <laughs> who's going to be the stance? Uh, so, yeah, I'm not too worried about yeah. that. My only takeaway from all of this was that black mirror is very good and I should watch more of it. Like, when I watched that episode, I was like, man, yeah, I need to keep up exactly. with this. Yeah, like, what the fuck? So that's my takeaway, yeah. Until this is, like, hard fact, it's kind of not worth speculating over. But she oh, seems, like, totally... It's always worth speculating Totally fine over. in my book. Um, I, uh... Okay, so the other thing was, um... And thanks to Proton Charging, Chris Stewart posted this today. There was a small clip from uh, one of Kevin Smith's new uh, podcasts. I think it was Fat Man on Batman. I'm not sure which one it was. Uh, the guy does so many damn shows. You can never track which one it is. But he talked a little bit more about uh, his previous knowledge of Ghostbusters 3. So uh, we found out last week that when Jason Reitman was on Kevin Smith's show in December, before the show, he had talked to... 
Kevin Smith about what his next project was going to be, and he told him that it was going to be Ghostbusters, and Kevin Smith had been tight-lipped about it. So I'm not going to repeat what Kevin Smith said. I'm actually going to play the audio clip right now. Not for Abby and Jake, because you've already watched it. But for I want to hear it again. I, I guarantee they both were just like, we are. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. We're going to play it right now, and then we're going to talk about it. Does that sound good? I would listen to it again, because it gave me goosebumps. All right. So, uh, so, so they're making another Ghostbusters movie. Yes! This was exciting, wonderful fucking news that we got last week. Well, you guys got last week. I heard. Shut up. I heard a long time ago. Jason Reitman was over the house and did an episode of this podcast a couple weeks back. And before we did the show, we were sitting around uh, talking because Jason had a bit of a rough year. He had two movies come out and neither of them like, you know, fucking set the world on fire and stuff. And they're both really well done movies. But, you know, nothing about his work changed. If anything, it got better at his job. But the response hasn't been the same as it was earlier in his career. And I'm like, oh, I know a thing or two about that. Like, you know, so let me tell you what it feels like when people stop thinking you're impressive and shit. So we had this like kind of conversation where, you know, he was at one point, he was like, you know what? Thanks, man. It helps because there's not a lot of people you can talk to about this, which is a really nice way of saying like, well, you're a loser too. So, <laughs> but he was so sweet during this whole conversation. And then said, like, but I know what I'm going to do next. Because I was like, now, man, now you should just, like, fucking pick something that, like, makes you happy and shit like that. He goes, I, I got something. I know what I want to do, do next. I said, what is it? And he goes, we're going to do a Ghostbusters movie. I was like, holy fuck, man. I was like, I was sitting here counseling you and your break the glass plan is Ghostbusters 3? <laughs> fuck me in the mouth. Congratulations. That's awesome. And he goes, no, I never wanted to do this, man. He's going, all the interviews in the beginning, I said, I'm not going to go near Ghostbusters. His dad directed Ghostbusters 1 and 2. So he's like, I was never going to go near that, but I have a take on it. Like, and, you know, I feel like we talked to the studio. The studio was into it. They kept it quiet. And he was leaving the next day to shoot that teaser. So, like, we finished the podcast. He went to sleep. He woke up, and they went to shoot that fucking teaser. So he was like, don't say anything. So I kept it quiet and shit. So he better put me in the fucking movie. <laughs> um, but I thought it was adorable. He announced it with a tweet that was like, uh, dad finally gave me the keys to the car. And it had the Ecto-1 car there. So that was really, really sweet. I think that movie, I, I mean, look, I'm not even saying. I think that movie's, he told me some shit. And to be fair, he did not give it up freely. I had to drag shit out of him. And I had to trick some shit out of him. Um, but he told me some shit, which made me go like, all right, now I just need to stay alive until 2020. Because this movie is definitely worth seeing. Uh, definitely going to give people, based on the little he told me, again, I don't want to fucking make it seem like I know a big bunch of shit, but definitely going to be a Ghostbusters movie that makes lots of folks happy. Uh, I have to imagine that you don't make, at this point, a Ghostbusters movie if you cannot get Bill Murray to come back. Because honestly, if you can't do that, then what's the fucking point? I would agree with you on that. That's for sure. I hope he, I hope that happens. So that was Kevin Smith talking about Ghostbusters. Uh, how funny is Kevin Smith? Like, he's very, like, everything he says just makes me laugh. Mm -hmm. Like, he's a very good storyteller. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Abby, what'd you think of uh, what he yeah. said? I love how vulnerable he was because he was talking about like the fact that Jason Reitman like gave him some uh, you know disclosed information to him. They like had a bonding moment though about talking about how both of them had had early success in their career and then kind of like petered out a little bit like with the reception to their films. So I like to hear that like camaraderie and the fact that. Kevin Smith was excited for Jason Reitman seeming as a friend more than anything to that he like is working on this project but then as a fan of Ghostbusters Kevin Smith seemed legitimately pumped about the idea and the fact that he said he wants to stay alive till 2020 like that was the line that made me that stressed me out so oh much oh my god me too I, I was to like, stay alive till 2020 I was like I'm not leaving my house until <laughs> then until I'm going to the theater I'm just gonna stay in my little box <laughs> Because so much can happen. Like every, I'm gonna start wearing a sign around my neck. I'm gonna get an archangel. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wear a sign around my neck like Bruce Willis at the beginning of Die Hard with a Vengeance, and it's just gonna say, "Don't hurt me. Need to see new Ghostbusters." <laughs> Are you? <laughs> you think that'll? You think that'll work? Are you gonna go out? Yeah, I think you might end up with the opposite happening. Yeah, yeah people are looking. That... Hey, we should hurt you take him. Take it as a challenge. Yeah. Um, Jake, what did uh, what'd you think about his comments? Uh, I mean, everything that Abby said. It's just like Kevin Smith is somebody that, um, you know, we all, I think, respect as like, just a filmmaker. And we've all kind of like grown up watching his movies, you know, whether whether we like them or dislike some of them. He has always kind of been um, he's always been kind of somebody who, who knows what he's talking about, you know, like. You, you, you listen to him, you respect what he has to say towards other properties and filmmakers and writers and all that. And, uh, he, like Abby just said, like he seemed super excited. Um, and, and that's always like, it's just good to hear, to see like his enthusiasm for something that you love. Uh, so, I mean, I'm excited. Like j- just the fact that he said he didn't get told much, but just the little bit, you know, makes it worth it. And and the fact that like the other guy, the other guy in, in that clip kind of, kind of annoys me a little bit because he, he goes on to say, you know, like, well, if they can't get Bill Murray, then forget it. What's the point? There's no way they're going to. And I'm like, uh, you know, I feel like, I feel like the rest of us maybe used to feel that way. Um, but have kind of like grown up a little bit and come to terms with like, Hey, there could be a, an amazing Ghostbusters movie without Bill Murray. That can happen. That doesn't mean like that guy seemed to think the same that I think a lot of people are thinking that they're just trying to recreate the first Ghostbusters when we have already speculated like, Hey, this movie's probably going to be really different from, mm-hmm. from the first Ghostbusters. Yeah, but they're DC but like- fans. They're, 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 they're bewildered. <laughs> but I like that Kevin Smith kind of like listened to what that dude was saying kind of and he kind of like took up for for Jason a little bit. And he so, was just like, you know, he, he was just more like, hey, you know what? He wouldn't. I don't think this guy would have done this if he didn't if he didn't know that the idea he had is the best idea possible. Right. My two big takeaways from this um, were or three big takeaways. First is. Kevin Smith's one of my favorite people in the world, so see him talking about uh, one of my favorite things in the world is always fun. Uh, when he was... The the part that really made me laugh is how he's talking about how he's like kind of consoling Jason Reitman because like his two movies last year were, were great, but they didn't really take off and weren't financially successful. And then he's like, wait a minute, your, your next passion project's fucking Ghostbusters? Like, and I'm consoling yeah. you? Um, yeah. 
I might be reading too much into this because I have long held the belief that you actually don't need um, Peter Venkman for a ghost. I think Ray Stance is more important than uh, Peter Venkman to to the the heart and spirit of Ghostbusters. But that's a different yeah. uh, discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, when the guy goes, you you know, you can't do this movie without Bill Murray. Reading into a little bit of body language, but Kevin Smith's demeanor changes very slightly, and his voice gets lower, and he goes, "Yeah, yeah, I don't, I, I hope they can get him. I don't, I don't know." Then and he then, makes a face, and then he makes like this dumb smile, as if I kind of know something that you don't know. Well, and yeah. I normally don't read into stuff like that, but that one seemed a little bit like I don't know. Maybe he's just giddy about a new Ghostbusters, like we are, but. I still think it's. Uh, I I've, I said it a couple weeks ago. I do think Bill Murray will appear in this movie in some form or fashion. I don't suspect he's going to be like a main you know player or a main character, but he did appear in the last Ghostbusters movie, so we have reason to think, even though that wasn't a direct sequel or anything like that. There's there's no reason to think that he won't, other than he's long held the uh, the opinion that they shouldn't make one. So. Mm-hmm. That uh, that's that face that he makes. Um, I feel like it can be looked at in two almost completely opposite ways. Because on one hand, it does look like a um, I know the answer to that face. But then on the other hand, it also looks like a yeah, good luck with that kind of face. So right, we'll we'll just have to see. All I'm saying is that if we're at Fan Fest and they introduce the cast of the new Ghostbusters. And Bill Murray walks out, I'll die. I'll just die right there, and I won't make it to 2020. Um, <laughs> At one point, though, Kevin Smith mentioned that he wanted to be put in the new movie for the new Ghostbusters. So Yeah, put hey, him in there. I'd be fine back, with that. Kevin, hey, tomorrow, the, tomorrow there'll be a headline that says Kevin Smith cast in the new Ghostbusters. <laughs> hey, we could probably get that, that going. Yeah. Well, I'm sure we could. Yeah, why just fake news? Slimer's skinny in this one. Uh, <laughs> Uh, well, Jane Silent Bob cameoed in Scream 3, so maybe we can get them to cameo in uh, the new Ghostbusters. God, that would be Whoa. amazing. Yeah. Did you see those guys fucking fighting Ghost Silent Bob? I thought Ghostbusters <laughs> were girls. <laughs> Dude, it's that... like, uh, it's Ghostbusters is like rated PG-13 except for the 30 seconds that Jane Silent Bob are in it, and it's just completely fucking <laughs> like laden with F-bombs. Uh, yeah. Okay, I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I like it. Abby, I want them to cross thoughts? over into like a Jay and Silent Bob. Like the Kevin Smith universe is something they can cross into. And it's like all diners and <laughs> gas stations. I'd be into that. <laughs> all diners and gas stations. Mm-hmm. Uh, Abby, any more thoughts on this uh, Kevin Smith thing before we move I on? I mean, I'm just, I'm pumped. I'm a huge fan of his. So it was exciting to hear him talk about Ghostbusters in a positive light. I remember him being at the um, premiere event in LA and seeing him and his daughter Harley Quinn walking on the red carpet or green carpet or whatever it was, um, and being really excited about them being there. But then when the movie came out, I remember he didn't really have a statement necessarily. It was kind of one of those things. So I'm excited to be like back in it and have him excited and us be excited and have things going again in a good direction. Well, you remember when the trailer for Answer the Call came out, Kevin Smith was one of the first people to publicly be like, what the fuck is that? What are they doing? <laughs> like, Remember he was like, the whole part with Holtzman with the, is it a hat or a wig? He was like, that's fucking Scooby-Doo! What are they doing? <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. why I like Kevin Smith. Right. And it is from Scooby-Doo. <laughs> and the movie kind of feels like Scooby-Doo. Okay. 
But anyway, so um, that's our Ghostbusters stuff for this week. Uh, we're going to be covering this stuff very extensively over the next couple weeks. But if you haven't seen that uh, Kevin Smith clip, we will uh, link to it. And uh, I don't know. It will be interesting to see how this all plays out. Um, before we get into our Days of the Dead weekend discussion, there was a little bit of news about Child's Play that we need to talk about because we are the self-proclaimed number one Child's Play podcast in the world. Just because there's a new Ghostbusters movie coming out doesn't mean we've forgotten about our roots. Um, so it was announced that the Child's Play TV series is going to be, uh, or at least the pilot, is going to be on the Sci-Fi Channel. And this is going to be a continuation of the original movie series. We knew that there was a television series in development. Uh, what's his name? Don Mancini, who is the creator of... Child's Play is heading it up. This has nothing to do with the reboot that's going to be released in theaters with Aubrey Plaza next summer. Jake, how did you take the news about the Child's Play series being picked up by Sci-Fi? Um, sh sure. I'm glad. I mean, I'm glad it's like a major. You see a lot of. Uh, I feel like I saw something today that was like coming to CBS All Access, and it's like, oh, okay. Um, I'm, I'm glad it's coming to like a real channel. Uh, you know? Um, man, I, I want there to be as much Child's Play stuff as possible, and um, it, I don't feel, I don't know, man, like if, if Ash versus Evil Dead couldn't make it, you know, for more than like three seasons it seems like it seems like it i mean obviously we haven't seen it yet so who knows what it's going to be like but we have seen the last you know fucking six child's play movies so we have a little bit of an idea but man i just don't see it like lasting very long but i am happy that sci-fi picked it up and i'm happy that we're gonna at least get probably a at least a season mm-hmm yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Mm -hmm. What if it what if it turned into like a Walking Dead style like epic that just goes on for like 12 seasons? Well, that'd and, be great. And then Chucky, like he forms alliances with other dolls and then those alliances break up and then the bad guys become good guys and the good guys become bad guys. That's mm -hmm. what I want to see, like a whole like a Game of Thrones of child's play. Yeah. yeah. American girl yeah. dolls get in on it. Barbies, everybody can see it. <laughs> I say American Girl Dolls because Craig purchased this, like, bootleg fake American Girl Doll background for our Ghostbusters figures, and I'm looking at it right now. It's amazing. Um, we'll put up a picture because I don't know if that description's doing this thing justice. <laughs> it's basically a it's piece a of cardboard. It's a in a disco. Yeah, and it's amazing, and it was a dollar at Walmart. Sue me. Abby, Child's yeah. Play, what do you think? Uh, honestly, we'll see how this TV series plays out. Um, I know there's a lot of stuff going on with Child's Play right now. There's the movie with Aubrey Plaza and, uh, what's his name from Atlanta. Um, that, I don't, I know that has no bearing on this, but I, I guess I'm just kind of confused about how it's going to play out with the rules if they, if they have the rights to show that, I don't know. There's always like a lot going on with, with Chucky and Child's Play. I'm excited about this series. Um, I think that I read an article saying that Chucky's going to be able to say the F word and that there's going to be swearing in it, which is, that's comforting. I so. like that for the first time ever, you opted to say the F word instead of just saying the F word. <laughs> the F word. Chucky can say fuck. <laughs> Abby, you yeah. can say fuck on the sci-fi channel and on the main event. Yes, have some podcasts. Yes, fuck. Dude, yeah, fuck. That'll be cool. I'm excited for it 
yeah, why not? It's 2019. We're getting new Ghostbusters. We're getting them. Hey, Jake, you've said this a million times. You're just happy, like we are, that Child's mm-hmm. Play is still relevant. And yeah. now we're getting a series, we're getting a movie, and if you're a fan of this uh, franchise, then you really have nothing to complain about. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. Yeah. Cool. Uh, cool. Maybe the Leprechaun series on sci-fi. It's it's going to happen. Yeah. Get our friend Lyndon Porco in there. Yeah. Hey, maybe he'll be involved. I, I, need, I, need a, I, need a, I need a Leprechaun movie or a series that shows you his journey to how he ended up in space. From the chicken truck to space. <laughs> that's the name of the. That's the tagline. I Wait, know. We just get first. He joins the Air Force. Okay. He learns how to become a pilot. Then he yeah. gets approved for NASA. Unlike right. Will Smith in Independence Day, because the Leprechaun wasn't dating a stripper. True. And he didn't have a thing for dolphins. I love Independence Day. Um, real quick. Back to Child's Play. It's being produced by somebody that was involved with Channel Zero, correct? Yeah. Yeah. And Lyndon Porco know, was also involved with Lyndon Channel Porco Zero. Lyndon Porco was in Channel Zero, and he was also the stunt double or the body double for Chucky in the last Child's Play movie. So all I'm saying is there's a good chance. I actually shouldn't say this. I think maybe Lyndon Porco could be involved. Yeah. It's possible, yeah, it's for possible. sure. Why not? Mm-hmm. Um, it makes which sense. means that yes, I have some podcasts will be involved too. Yes, by proxy, <laughs> they should call the new Child's Play movie "Yes, Have Some Podcast" <laughs> or the series. It's so easy. <laughs> yes, have some presents Child's Play the series. That has a good ring to it. We're yeah. like National Lampoons. You I just like put it. our name on there, and people are like, "Well, it's gonna be good." Okay, um, listen, we're gonna talk about Days of the Dead now. Because we don't want to bury the lead any longer. Do either of you have anything else that you would like to cover before we move forward? Uh, there, there's a I have a small bit of sad news that I just came across. OK, that I think we should talk about just for a second. OK, um, uh, I don't you got like a lot of people might not know this guy just by his name. But Dick Miller, he was Mr. Futterman in Gremlins. He died today. Oh, oh. Passed away. Huh. He was in he was in tons of movies. He was in the original Little Shop of Horrors. He was in like a lot of old horror movies, Night of the Creeps, Chopping Mall. He was uh I'm pretty sure he was in Terminator. Uh he was in Piranha. Mm-hmm. Um and and obviously he he was probably most well known as as Mr. Futterman in uh the Gremlins movies, but he he was a pretty old dude. He was like 90 and uh he passed away today. Yeah, that is very sad. Oh. Um, yeah. He he's great in Gremlins. He's hilarious. He's he's one of the best parts in both of those movies. Yeah. He's so funny. The whole scene with in Gremlins too, with the Bat Gremlin and him, is is fantastic with the sun mm-hmm. and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think he was in Terminator. I think he's the one. He like is the gun shop. Like he works in the gun yeah. shop. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. That's cool. Um, Hell you see him. Po- you see him pop up a lot. He was. I mean, he was in a lot of the old. Uh, Roger Corman movies and and he, he, you see him a lot as like uh you know just small roles but he's always one of those guys that pops up and you're like oh it's that dude yeah mm-hmm. and I think and it, it's always sad when somebody passes but he was 90 years old and there was mm-hmm. a great picture of him a couple months back I think he was wearing the gremlin sweater from middle of beyond um, yeah and uh it was really cute so I, be- I believe there's a documentary about him coming out soon. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Is it called Dickheads? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 
Um, if it's not, we're going to get a hold of uh, the, the director and we're going to be like, listen, I don't care what you're calling this movie. This is what it's called now. I'm so sorry. Can you guys some podcasts make that happen? Anyways, uh, I'm the dickhead. I shouldn't have said that. Rest in peace to uh, Dick Miller. That mm-hmm. was... Uh, yeah, it's a good dude. That was a good cool dude. Cool guy. That was a good dude. We'll watch Gremlins. Hey, we should watch Gremlins this year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, For the first time. Uh, real quick, uh, we didn't touch on it a couple weeks ago. Apparently, the script for the Gremlins reboot is finished, so that is in production of, or pre-production of some sort. We'll see what happens. That's kind of been talked about for a long time. Um, but the other thing was... Uh, one of the producers of the new Bill and Ted movie, Bill and Ted Face the Music, kind of let it slip that they're going to be going into production soon with hopes of getting it out by this Christmas. Wow. On what that's format? A, that's yeah. quick. I mean, it would be a quick turnaround, but I don't know. I, I think it could happen. I still suspect that this movie is going to be like a Netflix or a, a like I, I for some reason there's this part of me that doesn't think it's going to be in theaters I hope it is but whatever it is we're going to get a new Bill and Ted and uh that's great that's great news I'm very excited to see uh Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves reprising their roles because uh those are the most fun positive like there you cannot be in a bad mood watching either of the Bill and Ted movies mm-hmm. I agree and, yeah, yeah Keanu is he, Reeves says he's aged very well, so his watchability is is even better now. I'm excited. I'm sure Alex Winter loves hearing that. Dude, Alex Winter, you too, bud. You're doing good. <laughs> it's your mom, dude. All right, cool. Well, we're going to move on. We're going to talk about Days of the Dead, but first we got to do a little bit of business. We've been talking about it for the last couple months, but we did want to give everybody another reminder that the new book by YHS Listener, Jake Key is on the shelves. How to pick up women with a drunk space ninja. It's the first book in a three-part series, The Adventures of Duke LaGrange. The other two books are now available. How to win at pit fighting with a drunk space ninja and how to save the universe with a drunk space ninja. These books, the sci-fi comedy trilogy, are available. How to pick up women with a drunk space ninja. The Adventures of Duke LaGrange, available now wherever fine books are sold. Get it. Get it. Do it. Do it. Uh, do it. Yeah, All Super right. Bowl's coming out. You're going to want to have something to read. So. The Super Bowl's coming out. <laughs> it's finally coming out. Yeah, it's finally coming out. Um, how, do, how do they get one of these out every year? I don't, I don't know. know. That's a lot of, a a lot lot. of work. All those cool. men look very strong playing football. Uh, all right, let's talk about it. Let's Late talk about places out. <gasps> what a sports nut, huh? <laughs> I love Ace Ventura. Okay, cool. Let's talk about... Uh, Days of the Dead. So, Jake, you came up this weekend to yeah. hang out for the Days mm-hmm. of the Dead convention. And right now we're going to this is the tell all. We're not holding back. All secrets will be revealed. First off, Jake shows up with two giant bags of Star Wars toys. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, hey, I don't want these. Take them. Like, what do you want me to fucking do with them? Jake, <laughs> g- give me some background on what what are in what's in these bags and why did you have them on you? What tell me? Um, well, okay. So, as you as you guys know and probably some of our listeners know, um, I have been like rearranging my my toy room and buying, you know, detoffs and glass cases and just making everything look better, uh, moving it around and and in doing so, I've kind of 
taken some stuff out of that room and I realized that I had a lot of Star Wars stuff that was like just not stuff that I wanted to be collecting a lot of like random uh you know, there were like some puzzles. There were there were, like some like, you know, little kids Star Wars toys. Um, some plush, put yeah. some plushies. Like a lot of uh, like Lego keychains mm-hmm. and um, Mighty <laughs> Mugs, which is kind of like Pops, but before Pops came out. Um, just a bunch of random Star Wars stuff, and most of it is stuff that people have just given me throughout the years because they know I like star Wars and I've always just like put it in with the rest of my stuff, but like going through and, and, you know, putting your collection in glass cases and stuff. I'm like, Oh, I'm not going to put these M and M characters as star Wars characters in my glass detox cases. Like it just Mm -hmm. doesn't, it just doesn't like fit with the rest of the collection. So what you're saying is that they're not detox worthy. Yeah. They're just not worthy of like that collection room. It's like, it's all fine stuff and some of it's really cute, you know, but it's just not, it just doesn't fit in with, the rest of the collection. And I was like, I need to make room anyway. I'm going to get rid of this, some of this stuff. And by the time I got it all out of there, it's literally two garbage bags full. Most of it is just, most of it's unopened. Um, I think the only thing that is open in that entire lot of stuff is the, is the Mr. Potato head, mm-hmm. <laughs> which, which I'm getting rid of because why do I need two of them? <laughs> I have one of those too, Jake. Nobody needs two Darth Vader, Mr. Potato Heads. It is two bags full of random Star Wars shit. And and I brought it to you guys and I said, hey, you guys can keep any of this. And if you don't want any of it, we'll do like a yes, have some giveaway. And we'll just give somebody a ton of Star Wars shit because – I'm sure other people would maybe like it. I just don't need it anymore. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to do a little uh, giveaway. But you have to come to our house to pick it up. I'm shipping this shit. (laughs) Uh, No, we'll do a giveaway. We'll take a picture of everything. We're not going to piece everything out because I'm not making multiple trips. One giveaway. One giveaway. Everything. We'll take a picture. It's a huge lot of stuff. We're going to figure out what we want to do. And uh, as long as you live on the East Coast... And I don't have to ship it priority. Maybe you could win. No, we'll we'll figure Whether it out. Whether you're but a you're a Star Wars fan or a Jacob Walsh fan, you yeah. can get your hands on these. Yeah, this is game used Jacob Walsh toys here. Okay, he sweats on it. Okay, Ew. his DNA's on it. He's rearranged them. He's rearranged them. He's <laughs> removed them from his house. He's put them in a trash bag, and now they could be yours. Uh, no, well, there's actually some good stuff in there. That Abby, some of that's like right up your alley. Actually, yeah, I like the plushes. We I ended up keeping a few things so sorry <laughs> we're not gonna get the good some stuff of it. knew it knew it yeah um so jake shows up with a couple trash bags but then we did a little we we have not seen jake in uh the flesh since uh i don't know november or something so we had to do a little christmas present exchange yeah. mm-hmm. uh jake you brought we this was great this was my favorite part of the weekend uh so many toys like you were giving me like Jurassic Park toys and like there was some Batman return stuff and some Batman forever just like little odds and ends you've picked up and as you've gone through all of your stuff uh, you've gotten some extras because we have a rule here when we get extras we give them to each other yeah that's Mm -hmm. kind of a rule I I realized that I had a good bit of extra 
uh, is it? I think Power of the Force, Star Wars figures, yep, yep. and I mean, I don't, I'm not sure how many I gave you, but there had There's to like be 30. like twelve. Yeah, I mean, it's like it feels like it, but there had to be at least twelve to fifteen yeah. of them. Yeah, I noticed uh, there was a Lando in there, and he was missing his cape, so I fucking burned it. <laughs> hey, the one that I kept has the cape, so yeah, I was figures. like, Yink. I was you. like, I'll give you an extra. You ain't getting my cape, uh, Jake. I noticed that this figure uh, didn't have a cape. I didn't know if you knew that. Is it in this? There's no no accessories here, buddy. Give Jake bad feedback. Uh, (laughs) I'm gonna get on Jake's eBay account and give him a bad feedback rating. Um, So, um, and then we gave Jake some Ghostbuster stuff. Uh, I gave Jake. uh, (laughs) Jake, tell. (laughs) This is actually a really funny story. Uh, If you, I think you'll tell it better. The uh, the Quasimodo uh, Minton card. God, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so this was before we even did our like toy exchange. We were just kind of looking at all the stuff in your toy room, and I was telling you that I have the entire line of um, what are what are those called? What's that line called? The real Ghostbusters? It's just it's like, just called monsters. They're loosely they're based just, they're on monster Universal they're like monsters. The, they're basically the Universal monsters. I was like, oh, I have this entire line in package except for this figure. And it was like the one you had and you were like, Oh, take it. And I was like, well, no, like we, we had a little bit of a like back and forth. Like I didn't, I, I, I didn't want to take it from you, but you were just like, just take it. I don't want it. I already got them down here. And so I was like, cool. I took it. Uh, I get home. The, and the first thing I do is take that to the rest of the figure so I can display it. And then I'm like, I immediately realized like, Oh, I do. <laughs> It wasn't it wasn't the Quasimodo figure that I didn't have. It's the zombie. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I called you immediately. I was like, hey, I'm going to bring this back to you. Jake gave Craig bad feedback. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Jake, when you called, already have it. Yeah. When you called, you 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 thought I forgot something, right? No, no, no. Um, But when you called and said, I'm going to give it back to you in my head, I was like, Yes, I love toys. So we um, we just we just start this uh we're just gonna start this thing years long where we just keep giving each other that figure that same thing yeah. hey man, every Christmas one of us is gonna get it for Christmas oh, yeah. this is you, the one I don't you have. open up like it's Christmas morning you open up this little wrapped like tiny little box and there's just a key to it like a car key and you're like what is this I'm like check the driveway and you go out there and it's just the Quasimodo figure. <laughs> Uh, wait a minute. Uh, I want to film that. Yeah, me too. Um, but then we, we, we gave, uh, we gave Jake, uh, a special gift that I, I don't, I don't know if you want to talk about it, but, uh, <laughs> dude, I, I, dude, when I opened, I, we'll talk about it for sure. When I opened this, I, at first was like, I was stunned because I didn't realize it took me a bit to process what I was looking at. Because I, my first thought was like, well, this is not real. This is just like a joke gift. And I thought it was, you, you guys could probably see it on my face. I was like, what is happening? Um, <laughs> Jake, that's your normal, your normal expression <laughs> is what is happening. <laughs> is what is happening. Jake walks um, around this world bewildered. Just wondering what? Um, that's how, that's how I, I feel like that's probably how I looked the entire time we were watching Slobby's World. Um, yes. Oh my God. Can we please talk about it later? Uh, mm. You guys got me. 
a, a signed autograph eight by ten um from Warwick Davis as the leprechaun mm-hmm. and he wrote uh thanks for giving a fuck about leprechaun four in space um as Shakespeare says shit happens and that's the best fucking thing in the I could not believe it I I think I asked you is th- is this real I didn't think it was real and then I immediately was like I just gave you guys some toys that I already had, and I immediately felt like I need to I need to go buy these guys. <laughs> Don't stop, Jake! You just like you reach in your pocket, and you're just like, here's thirty dollars. Here's, here's the here's the keys to my car. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jake, if I felt it was the closest we're ever gonna get to that scene at the end of Lost. Spoiler alert: where uh, where Jack looks at his dad, he's like. Is this real? Was our time on the island real? And I, I like put my hand on Jake's shoulder. I was like, "Damn sure, well, was." Yeah, real. I don't think that's real. I'm real. You're real. Whatever he I'm says. I'm real. Like. You're real. Anyways, yeah, yeah. So Merry fucking Christmas, you filthy yeah, animal. You, you, you guys won. I, I was I was feeling pretty good about my my gifts I was bringing in, but you guys beat me out. Yeah, I, I really appreciate it. I'm excited that we got it. There was part of me that was really nervous that he wouldn't. Like he'd refuse to do it because we asked him to say the f word. Oh my I, again, God. I say the f word. The f word. That's the name of this episode. He's gonna send it back. <laughs> you would think man. when you think about Warwick Davis, you would think like he probably doesn't want to say the word fuck. But then you remember he's the goddamn leprechaun. Yeah. Jake's gonna one up us next year. We're gonna open a package. It is just gonna be Warwick Davis. He's it's gonna be going like, to- kidnapped. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I hope anyway. so. Um, well, no, I, I, I no, I just sh- I shipped him. He's on his way. You guys know. <laughs> Fantastic, dude! I'm gonna open the box. Be like, no cape, burn it. <laughs> Whoa! No cape. <laughs> no says He didn't even come with any gold. This sucks. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> Abby, you organize were, our shoes. You, you were excited about this uh, this particular gift, though. Yeah, I was. Like I said, I had that that I was nervous that he wouldn't do it and wouldn't agree to do it. So when we got it in the mail, I was like, hell yes, we got it. Um, and yeah, of course, I was the one that picked the Shakespeare, uh, as Shakespeare says, shit happens quote, because I know that's your Thank favorite, you. Jake. Thank you. I know you like Shakespeare. I know you like the Leprechaun. So it felt really good to give that to you. There yeah. you go. Yeah, cool. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. All right. Now on to Days of the Dead. Days of the Dead 2019. It's a convention in Atlanta. We go to this convention every year. Uh, I don't know about you guys. This was my favorite year yet. I had a very good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have to say I've like it was looked, good. I made like a little story on Instagram of my day, and I have watched it like every hour since because I just miss it. It was in a really, really like almost perfect convention, so it was fantastic, and I miss it. Our good friend Hal Clay joined us for the uh, festivities, and okay, let's set this up. So. We talked about it a lot last week. I'm not going to give the full background, but I want to catch everybody up. If you're a new listener, which we've had a lot of new listeners, a lot of new iTunes reviews, we really appreciate all of our listeners, new and old. Uh, episode 45 of Yes, I Have Some Podcast contains the full story, but essentially what happened was in January of 2017, which was two years ago, we went to the Days of the Dead convention. Hollywood actress, Hollywood starlet, B-movie extraordinaire who won a bunch of Razzies in the 80s, I learned, Mm -hmm. for Worst Actress. Um, That's not on the pamphlet. (laughs) (laughs) Not prepared that one. Uh, Linda Blair was was there at that convention, and Jake had a Pazuzu statue from the movie Exorcist that he wanted to get signed. 
Uh, her handler approved this item because anything that you bring that is not one of her eight by tens, there's a weird like suspicion about them. They're they're just she's a little bit uptight about what she will and won't sign. We've never really gotten to the bottom of why this happened, but she utterly and kind of bombastically refused to sign Jake's statue. She didn't just say, hey, I really don't feel comfortable signing this. It was kind of a scene. Um, And we told the whole story in episode 45. It's kind of become legend uh, in the Yes Have Some universe. Uh, but that's what happened. So it wasn't just like, I'm not going to sign this. It was like, I'm not going to sign this. And why did you bring it? Where did you get it from? Yeah. Like, it was almost like, accusatory. It, yeah, it was, she, she yelled at me. She, yeah, yelled, she yelled at Jake. She yelled at Jake. She yelled at Jake. Uh, so in front of his friends, in front of his friend, <laughs> Abby wasn't there. I was not there that time. I wasn't present. No. So. Two years later, Linda Blair is, re- uh, returning to days of the dead convention. Jake has the statue still. In the meantime, he's had it signed by the director of The Exorcist, who signed it with no problem. And Jake made the bold claim that I'm going back to Days of the Dead, and I'm bringing the statue, and Linda Blair is going to sign it. Now, (laughs) Jake, I'm going to ask you a question. This is what everybody wants to know. This is what everybody wants to know. Did Linda Blair sign the statue? No, it's not signed. It's not signed. It's not signed. No, didn't happen. Didn't happen. Did you get anything signed by Linda Blair? I did. Um, I got, I brought a print with me, uh, Jason Edmondson, Eyes Without a Face. Um, And uh, I got that autographed. Um, I, I went back and forth a lot. On you know, the day we found out Linda Blair was going to be back at this convention, she didn't come last year. So the day that announcement happened, um, basically every day since then, I have been like, what am I going to do? Like, what what do you do in this situation? Do you tr- do you stand in that fucking line? Which her line is very long, by the way, because, you know, the fact that she reads you four pages of, you know, whatever propaganda like yeah propaganda basically uh she 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 signs your item very quickly and then spends five to ten minutes with every person reading them this stuff so just to give some detail she she's an animal rights activist and she has mm -hmm. a foundation which it's all extremely like noble and she's you know, she's vegan and she's promoting it. And apparently all of the money that she does for signings and photos goes directly to this foundation. So it's all for a good cause. Listen, that's, that's great. I'm all, Hey, it's vegan stuff. It's like animal rights stuff. I, that's a hundred percent my thing. I'm happy for that, but it is very clear and it is very apparent that she doesn't care about signing your shit really she just she really just cares about pushing her her stuff on you and if it was just like a if it if she just had a sign up or if it was just like hey this all goes towards my stuff and if maybe she had she had it out to the side you know where you can see it but she's she's very pushy about it she pushes it on everybody she's reading you for it's literally four pages of information she gets that she gets the signing out of the way quickly 
and then proceeds to be like, you need to buy stuff on Amazon through here. You need to donate to this. You need to like this on Facebook. Her, the shirt she's wearing is, is, has her thing on it. So every picture that she's in, it's like, she's just advertising it. She takes a picture in front of her banner that's all about like it's very clear that she doesn't like give a fuck about doing yeah. conventions mm-hmm. yeah it's a lot of people don't know this but uh, she does talk so much that last year two of her rescue dogs killed themselves Stop. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Stop. I'm gonna start a foundation for her rescue dogs <laughs> rescue Linda Blair's dogs from Linda Blair okay <laughs> all right sorry it's not time for so, jokes this is serious right so so I'm I'm I don't know like what I want to do here. I don't know. Like, do I, do I stand in this line and go through this again? Do I try to get her to sign this? Like there's a good chance she's not going to remember me or, or, or yelling at me or like, you know, she, she, she does a lot of these. She sees a lot of people. She might vaguely remember somebody bringing that statue in front of her again, but she's not going to remember that instance. Not like, you know, not like we would. Well, it's also safe to assume that you're not the first person to try to get her to sign a Pazuzu statue. It's I can't, a prop yeah, from the movie. It's, it's pretty possible. Yeah, yeah, it can't be. But it's like, do I want to waste all this time just trying to get her to – like she's not going to sign. She She's already shown me once how crazy she can be over that kind of thing. Why Why just try to make the same thing just so yeah, we can get it on film it? this time? I don't want to do that. I was like, listen, last time, like, it, it doesn't matter how crazy she is or how she acts out. The Exorcist is legitimately one of my favorite movies of all time. Like, it's a great, like, despite how she looks back on it, despite her feelings towards it now, despite the fact that, like, she's only doing these signings, you know, to, to push her stuff on you, it's still an amazing fucking movie. And I was like, Oh, over anything, I want something to show for this. Like I've met her in the past. I have like an eight by 10 that I got signed from her, like at dragon con years ago. But like, I've gotten to a point where I'm just like over the just eight by 10 photo of people. Like I want something different. I got this cool print. She's not going to sign the statue. What do I do? So, Mm -hmm. So we put our heads together and we said, we put our heads together. Yeah. We said, okay. I love that your unconditional love for the exorcist has gotten you to where it's, you're just like, fuck it. Like I'll do whatever I have to do. And well, this is, this I felt, listen, like we recorded, we, we were, we were filming some stuff because we thought, you know, maybe we'd put a big video together. And at one point you're filming me and I, and I, I felt very weird being in that line. And, and part of me was like, I'm about to just, I'm about to give Linda Blair like $80 And she fucking like she showed her like she was pretty awful to me last time. Like it was it. it, And maybe maybe she realized. Remember how, you know, if you go back and listen to that episode, she like halfway through that interaction, it feels like she tried to save it. You know, It, it felt like she realized she just yelled at a fan and maybe she shouldn't be doing that. And she tried to be nice afterwards. But still, like when when you when you go through something like that, I'm like, do I want to give this person more of my money? Like right. this well, person, not, fucking like. It's not just that. It's it's what Abby just touched on. And like, I, what I love about our show is that we like to have fun. We like to joke, and we like to, you know, poke fun at things and, and kind of give people a hard time. But at the end of the day, the three of us are the biggest 
softy, emotional, like we, we don't really use this, uh, slogan, but there was a time where we we tossed around, we put the mental and sentimental because we really do. And what I realized when we were aligned was that, and Jake, correct me if I'm wrong, or Abby, you can give me your thoughts on this. I felt like it was more important after all the buildup for Jake to have a positive experience with Linda Blair, who's in one of his favorite movies, mm-hmm. than to try and recapture the magic of seeing her refuse to sign yeah. this statue again. Getting closure was more important than like reopening the wound and seeing yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Having said that. <laughs> having said that. <laughs> All right. Having said that, I, I kind of devised a little bit of a plan. I was like, look, she's signing. I'm going to get her autograph. She's doing pictures. I, I, I've this would have been my third time meeting her. I never have gotten a picture with her. Um, I was like, okay, here's the plan. She she's still very like. There was one point we were all in line, and she had two handlers with her. And I heard one of her handlers say to the other handler, "Make sure you're watching for people taking pictures or trying to film." She's very other other guests um, don't care at all. Like if you're filming, taking pictures, they just don't care. You can stand there and film. They don't, they just don't care. Right. And this is also a smaller, this is not like Dragon Con, Comic Con. There's not security everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not one of the, it's, it's definitely a different kind of. Yeah, it's like a quarter of the size of the Walk of Fame. Yeah, at Dragon Con. But Linda Blair is very, I I don't know why, but she's very particular and, and she doesn't want anybody who's not paying to, to, to take her picture. So her handler is doing all the, they're not letting like, I, you know, at first I was like, Craig, you'll take the picture, you know, but, but no, that's not what they, the handler takes your phone. He takes the picture. We're standing mm-hmm. in line. I realize, Hey, this jacket's got an inside pocket. It's got an inside pocket. That's just perfect for a, a statue. So mm-hmm. my plan is there are a lot of pockets being used. This is my perfect statue pocket. It's a statue <laughs> pocket. My plan is. I get an I pay for an autograph. I I, I get something autographed that's not going to be questionable that she's not going to yell at me about just something, you know, a print. Um, I, 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 this is, this is how I think it's going to go. I'm going to hold this statue in this jacket pocket until she gets beside me to take the picture. I'll sneak it out. She won't even see it. And then we'll, we'll have a fun picture for everybody who knows where I'm holding this statue that she yelled at me over in the picture with her. Now, before we go, before we go any further, so we're, we're devising this plan. We've been like, we're aware that there's no video that they're watching out. So it quickly turns into like a three pronged, like, okay, Abby, we need you stationed with your mission, with your camera. First of all, can I really quickly point out that we kept repeating the phrase, well, when's Jake going to pull it out? Which was amazing. Uh, but second of all, I had to, and I took it upon myself when we realized that um, that they were, the security was tight and they were looking for other people who were filming interactions with her. I was like, all right, well, then I'm going to have to branch off. And I did a rogue mission and I walked like all the way outside of that room and came in the other direction 
and then pretended like I was really into Kiss because there was like a big like a bunch of Kiss albums at this one booth and I was like it was the perfect distance from Wait, Abby, that was Vinnie Vincent who used to be in Kiss. That was, was his really? booth. I was not sure there what was, was going there on. There was some booth with Kiss albums. I, I was love- standing out like at an outpost like trying to film you guys. Then I got a text saying that they're cutting down and I'm like looking for people doing that. Then that's when I turned around and I was like, well, I'm just going to get into Kiss and just start looking at whatever's closest to me, uh, right. which I did for a while. And then I, um, I started talking to somebody that I ended up knowing through Georgia Ghostbusters and while talking to them, like I can't keep any information hidden. And I just told him what I was doing. I was like, yeah, Jake's about to meet Linda Blair. I'm out here to film it. And he was like, well, why is that like a thing? And I was like, well, I like told the whole story that I was like, got really stressed that it was going to get out. And I was like, why am I telling anyone anything? I'm supposed to be on a rogue mission. Uh, it was very stressful. <laughs> and then Hal filmed the entire thing instead of me. I didn't have to get any footage. I was right, let's not talk, Let's talk about this part. This is great. With how? Sorry, mm-hmm. let me. <laughs> it's just I all angles. I, I couldn't figure it out. So I can't take the picture. It's going to be the handler. I. A lot of people don't know this about me, but um, in these kinds of situations, I tend not to play it very cool. I start freaking out, <laughs> and uh, uh, <laughs> I. I was like, I don't know. I, Can I, we mention there was a cop there? There was somebody in like oh, a police uniform. That, that was I the best part. There's this cop, a fully clothed police officer who we see and I'm like, shit, they're really cracking down. And then I noticed, oh, he's sneaking video of Linda Blair. <laughs> yeah. And Abby called me. Abby texted me. She's like, I see the cop up there. I'm, I'm backing off. And I was like, don't worry. This guy just tried Play to take cool. secret pictures, too. Um, <laughs> and then he cut in line to get a picture. With he, did. he used his his, uh, you Dude, know, he he used his like badge. He flashed his badge. And then she talked to him about dogs for two hours. Okay, so <laughs> Hal takes it about himself. Hal's going to be the one who films. Yeah. I didn't know how he was going to do it without getting caught. And what he did was literally genius. Jake, you want to fill us in? Sure. Like Mission uh, Impossible. He, he, he puts his iPhone in his like front jacket pocket where the only thing that's sticking out is like the top of the phone. So it's like basically the camera up like the little section with the camera and that's it he has an apple watch and he has it you know connected so he can he can control his phone camera from his watch so he can look at his watch see what the phone is capturing press record stop whatever so he's not even holding his phone in his hand he's like looking at his watch making sure you know, to see what he has in frame yeah. while he's recording. Yeah, it was crazy. It was like Mission Impossible or like Get Smart. Like he's monitoring the recording of this event on his watch. And like, I know Apple Watches have been out for like whatever, four years or whatever. But I'm yeah, still yeah. very impressed that that's a thing that we're doing <laughs> in 2019. Yeah, it was very <laughs> impressive. I was like, oh, my God, is he going to take off his shoe and take a call? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking get smart um, and yeah so as I was watching Jake from a distance when you got the photo taken and you, when you brought the Pazuzu out of your pocket I saw and I know that you're going to tell the story but she checked that photo yeah, let, let, yeah, 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 yeah. I basically thought it was going downhill yeah so. alright Jake yeah um, yeah so uh, I, I she so first of all 
she she did talk, you know, and, and go through her, her four pages of whatever with me. But but she was nice. You know, she she signed the print and she hadn't seen it. She hadn't seen one of those before. And and she was like, oh, this is this is a good one. She asked me like she was very good about. Uh, like asking where I wanted it signed, how I wanted it signed. She, she had like multiple colors of the markers and, and I, and she had a purple that I was like, Oh, maybe this purple will look good because there's a lot of purple in the print. And she was like, Oh no, this, this, she, she showed me like how that marker looks on paper. And she's like, I think on a lighter background, this marker doesn't look so good. Mm -hmm. She was like, I can do it in this red or I can do it in this green. And you know, you might want like pea soup green. And I was like, Oh, that's a, I was like, that's a great idea. So, Mm -hmm. so like my, my short actual interaction with her was, was good. It was good. It was fine. She didn't yell at me. It was, it was all right. Mm -hmm. So we get up and take the picture. I am so fucking nervous at this point because I'm like, I'm like, she's going to see me pull this out or her handler is going to be like, what's this guy pulling out of his pocket? Um, I, I quickly just like pull this statue out and I'm holding it like kind of down to my side. And, and even though I was like, I was super nervous, he would see it and say something. But then I was like, you know what? This is probably not the same guy from last year. He probably doesn't know. Hey, he can't, you know, I, I don't think she's gone around being like, Hey, if anybody has a Pazuzu statue, you, you, you tell me, you know? So I'm nervous that he might say something, but like when you think about it for more than 10 seconds, as long, I feel like as long as she doesn't see it, we're good. Mm-hmm. So he takes the picture. Um, I'm holding the statue. I'm hoping that it's like in the frame. And then <laughs> he comes over and unlike every other interaction that she has with everybody else, he like pulls my photo up to to show her. And I'm like, what is he doing? And it like at first I'm like, oh, he's showing her the statue. I yep. literally at this point mm-hmm. just walked away. I had you I guys all you guys feeling. all ran. It reminded me of like in Congo, whenever they're all like telling the dude, whenever the the, the, the silverback gorilla shows up, and they're like, oh, don't run, you got to stand here. And then when he turns around, everybody's ran. <laughs> That's how I felt. I felt like you guys all abandoned me. You were gone. You were like trouble. We're running. Um, Dude, that and I, we, I was like, well, we're getting. I was like, that cop is kicking us out. And if anybody, gonna... we talked about our training video that we posted. We'll talk about that in more detail in a few minutes. But uh, at the end of the video, you see this the part where Jake's interaction is in the yeah, video. Yeah. When, when you pull out the statue, it was the most like cliche like. I'm on the corner selling watches. Like, you can see you. I look like I'm about to throw up in that video. And that's kind of how I, I was so nervous. But but so this is what happened. So he apparently the handler and Linda Blair had been having a conversation throughout the day about how bad they think the lighting is in this room, which is true. Oh, it's yeah. not good. Um and, and Linda Blair is very concerned that these pictures aren't coming out well. And they just happen to decide to do this on my picture. She's like, let me let me see how this looks. She she's looking at the photo and I'm like, she's staring right at it. She's going to she's going to see it. It's all going to come back to her. 
she's about to fight me. Um, and then, and then, but she's talking about the lighting. She's like, you know what? She's like, let's take another one over here in this other area. And at this point, I passed the statue off to you because I was like, you know what? I got the picture. Yeah. I am not, I'm not trying it again. The picture's on the phone. I just saw it. I'm not going to try to keep, keep this up. So I handed, I handed the statue off to you and then got back in this photo with Linda Blair. She takes another photo with me and then her handler, like it's the three of us. It's me, her and her handler and her handler has my phone and he's just going back and forth between this picture <laughs> and the picture with the statue. <laughs> and so she's just like staring at them, trying to figure out which lighting is the best. And I'm like, she's clearly going to see that I'm holding something in one of these. Like, she doesn't even notice it. She's staring right at it. But she's so concerned with, like, uh, her face and trying to make sure you can see okay that she doesn't notice I'm holding it. And then she asks me, she's like, hey, which one do you think looks? She's like, what do you think looks best? Hey, you should be like, oh, the one with the statue. I mean, uh. uh, (laughs) You always look good, Linda Blair. I love you. So at this point, I'm just like sitting here having a conversation with Linda Blair about the lighting in this place. She's like, she's like, I don't know why they they come in here. They set it up. They know we're going to be taking pictures in here. The only pictures that look good are the pictures are the professional photographs. She's like, but you know what? Everybody can't pay for those. And I'm like, this is the this is the, the the most thoughtful thing you've said this entire like this is the the ma- most sense you've made. Um, I mean, maybe she's just like concerned about how herself is looking in these photos, but um, that was it. Like she she has this conversation with me. She asks me which area I think took the better photo. I gave her my opinion, and. Uh, and that was the end of it. I walked away and I walked away with, you know, like four or five photos, two of which have a fucking statue in it. Yeah. And it sounds like you have a better understanding and like a better interaction with Linda Blair, which that's good, I mean, man. It, you know, like I can't. Yeah. Getting yelled at was not fun, but it's also been fun, like having this uh, this like running thing about it yeah you know yeah it it is it's a memory uh i still think maybe she's a little uptight she is wound up a little bit i still think maybe she's not doing these conventions for the fun of it (laughs) um (laughs) i she still has a few hang-ups like you know we we talked about what those the papers that she gives everybody we talked about them two years ago they were the same papers that I got at Dragon Con like 10 years ago. They were the same papers two years ago. They were the same papers this yeah, year. Her book, just update them. They don't have anything about the exorcist on them. It's the same shit. So her mm-hmm. book that came out like 10 years ago, it says volume one. And I really want to go up to her and be like, hey, so uh, when's volume two coming out, Linda? <laughs> uh, yeah. You working on it? Listen. Yeah. Like all good stories. The real villain was the lighting, not the Pazuzu statue. <laughs> uh, Jake, I have an idea, though. Yeah. We can't let this be the end. <laughs> you had a bad interaction. Yeah. Now the second movie's over and yeah. all is well. The third movie? We're trying to get that statue signed again. We're getting that yes. statue signed <laughs> 
it's like I, I've gone through. I got the picture. I got the autograph. I'm good. If she shows up again, I'm taking the gloves off. Well, yeah. the, like the third one, We're it's no. That it's, yes. All bets are off. This is what we'll do. We'll set up a uh, <laughs> like a because these autographs are like seventy. Hey Jake, bucks. I'll train you. We'll uh, for the next time she comes to a convention, we'll do a little YHS like GoFundMe or something where everybody puts in a dollar and we just we try one more time to get this thing signed and we're probably going to end up back at square one. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be worse somehow. I'm scared. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I would, uh, in all honesty, I would be scared to, to, to ask her to sign that statue. again. I would just be scared of her reaction. It was not good Dude, the first time. What if I, I don't try? understand how it could go any differently. I, I mean, just, if, I don't know. What if, what if you try to get it signed and she freaks out and then you bring out the picture? You're like, look, you already took a picture with it. You took a picture with it? Perfect. I wanted to clarify something, too. Uh, we've had a lot of fun talking about this stuff, but her reason for not wanting to sign the statue, it's not a religious reason. It's not a, uh, like, it's she, not, it, it, it is, listen, I don't think I would have felt comfortable trying to have you, like, take the picture with her if she actually had, like, a legitimate, like, cause for concern her, her exactly her yeah. reasons for not wanting to sign it the vibe we got the first time was that she thought it maybe was like a counterfeit or that you were a dealer and you were going to try to flip it and she could but, somehow get in legal trouble like it, it dude i honestly i honestly when when we had that reaction you, you you would have to go back and listen to that episode but i very distinctly remember her kind of being all over the place and like citing multiple reasons for not wanting like she seemed offended she <laughs> seemed like freaked out she she was like she she had a, she was like that's not official she was like you know she had multiple <laughs> reasons why she didn't want to mm. sign it was like she it was almost as if like she didn't want to just come out and say, I'm not signing that because it looks like a dick or something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so she gave us 15 other reasons why she couldn't sign it. It was very unclear. It is to this day very unclear why she would not sign it. But it's other weird than because like there's like on her table, she's got very provocative photos from some of her 80s movies. She's like, we've seen examples of her signing like nude pictures yeah. of herself. Well, that's why that's why I don't feel that's why I don't feel bad about this is because it's not it's not like an, a, a legitimate issue she had. Mm -hmm. She is just like kind of uh, a little bit of a grump about The Exorcist, and and I said that before. Even though she has a, even though like yeah, that's what she's got all over the table. Because that's what she's famous for, and and the Exorcist is what's you know getting her all this, uh, you know, people at her tables and stuff. But uh, she has she has said some things about it before. She she grew up and she's not. I just don't think she likes the Exorcist, man. She it's not her. It's not really her thing. She did it when she was a child. It doesn't. I don't think it lines up with maybe her her taste or her beliefs or whatever, and. And, you know, she doesn't she won't sign anything from the movie. I'm mean, and I'm not like pictures, but I mean, she she writes sweet dreams on everything. She won't write a line from the movie. She doesn't she 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 wants to be affiliated with the exorcist enough to get people to come buy her stuff. But no more beyond that. She doesn't mm -hmm. want to talk to you about it. She doesn't want to do anything else. 
She wants your money. She wants to be able. She wants to be able to to tell you about. Her. We need some. Dr- this is one she of the greatest Jacob Walsh monologues I've ever heard. I'm enjoying but it's it. true. It's true. And I'm just saying, like that's why. That's why I don't feel bad about you know making a little bit of a joke about it and putting the statue in the picture because she doesn't have a legitimate reason. She just. Hey. It's because we're, we're the main event. We like to have fun. <laughs> That's right. So we do things on the main um, event. Abby. Yeah. Talk about this training video. It was something that I thought of doing. Um, well, A, I've been obsessed with the Rocky movies and everybody knows that. But I was thinking about, um, I think we made the joke before about me, like, showing, like, just the, the idea of working with Jake to, like, teach him how to do a submission hold to get Linda Blair to sign something with a Sharpie was kind of the idea behind the video. Um, and yeah, when Jake was over this weekend, we filmed it on a Sunday afternoon. We went to the park and just kind of did our own thing. It was a lot of fun. It was great. Yeah. We had a great time. If anybody would yeah. like to check out the video, if you haven't seen it, it's on our YouTube page. It's on Facebook. We posted it all over the place. Um, I had a lot of fun making that video with you guys. I, uh, God, what a great weekend. Mm-hmm. What a great yeah, weekend. Good. Yeah. Real quick, let's, um, before we wrap up, let's recap the rest of Days of the Dead. Now that we got the, the biznaz out of the way. Jake, Abby, yeah. we all met some people. Abigail. Yeah. Has Edward Furlong been removed from the enemy of the podcast list? Oh, yeah. He is a big time friend of the podcast at this point. Um, he's crossed over, man. I think, like I touched on it earlier, Jake saying that you went through all the stuff you went to to meet Linda Blair because you love The Exorcist. Um, and I love Terminator 2. In particular, I love John Connor's character. And yeah, I talked about how mad I was at him for not showing up to Dragon Con that year, however long ago, like almost 10 years ago at this point. Um, but that's all water under the bridge at this point. It was really, really fun getting to meet him and interact with him. Um, because, yeah, we've made jokes. He went through some difficult times. There's some pictures online. I actually looked up some of those pictures before this episode because I was like, well, how bad was it I looked it for up him? some of the Linda Blair pictures. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this. Edward Furlong looks like he's doing a lot better. And it was a really fun interaction. Like I said, I got the photo and an autograph. And it was he had, like, music playing at the table which got the energy going and I just it was it was really fun like I gave him a punch on the shoulder and I did I saw you punch him what was that about I don't know I smiled I punch people now um and I got a good picture (laughs) you bought her a punching bag what do you expect yes I didn't think she was gonna punch the leader of the resistance I'm like I it was it was definitely a fun moment for me like I'm kind of getting giddy thinking about it which is weird um but yeah like I said it was cool to see him doing well and to see him enjoying it literally the opposite of Linda Blair like embracing the things that made him famous you can't just go around punching people (laughs) exactly and I wore my um the camo jacket which is screen accurate to Terminator 2 with my public enemy t-shirt and I think he appreciated that. Like, he looked me up and down, and he saw the t-shirt, he saw mm, the jacket. That's what he was looking at. He might have been some yeah. other things. And I was like, dude, <laughs> let's do this. And then uh, he asked me how to spell my name. I said A-B-B-E-Y, like the road, which I always hate myself for saying every time. Because it's like, oh, cool, the Beatles, how do neat? Um, but yeah, then he signed my uh, autograph. I got the picture of him on the motorcycle, which is very iconic. And got got that done. It was it was good. It was a really good feeling. Um and I'm, I'm glad I did it. Good. Your shoulder. Hey, these cons are about having good feelings. Yeah. Hey, also, unlike Linda Blair, 
Uh, I filmed that entire thing. Craig, you took pictures of it. <laughs> we were like filming Edward Furlong just while we were in line. And yeah. nobody gave a shit. Nope, yeah. Nobody cared. Exactly. Um, His people didn't care. It's good. Real quick. I took a picture with Chris Jericho. I hated the picture. Linda Blair had a point about the lighting in that room. <laughs> Two points for Linda Blair. Uh, I know, and I've I've had that happen in that room good. before. Yeah, Chris Jericho is one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. In fact, at one point, we walked by Scott Hall and Kevin Nash's table, and Jericho, Nash, and Hall were all just sitting there talking, and I took a creepy photo of that. <laughs> when Yes Have Some comes to a convention, we're taking some creepy photos. We're going to sneak a picture. We're sneaking behind you. We're putting the phone in our pocket, Apple monitoring watches. it on our Apple Watches. Never know where we're going to show up. Um, I want to talk about this Godzilla and Ultraman experience because, Jake, I felt like as much as we built up the Linda Blair stuff and as yeah. much fun as it was, this was probably my favorite moment of the convention. It was great. Yeah. Um, so uh, I got I feel bad trying to say their names um, because Godzilla. <laughs> The guy who played Godzilla, he was going he he was going by Tom. That, that's not his that's not his name, but uh, that's what was written on all the stuff. Um, so we're gonna call him Tom. Um, he played the Millennium Godzilla, which is uh, I think about four or five movies um, from like Godzilla two thousand to you know the the next that that run of films. And um, I had actually met him a while back at, uh, I believe spooky empire years, years and years ago. But at, at this point I had another, I was like, you know what? I'm never gonna like pass up the chance to get another autograph. Those guys don't do as many cons. Um, they don't, they don't speak a whole lot of English. They're not from here. They're not, you know, it's like Godzilla is a very special thing to me. It's, it's the top of my list. So I don't care if I already have an autograph, like I'll get another one. Um, we get up to that line, um, and first of all, these dudes are only charging like thirty bucks. Thirty bucks gets you a signed autograph eight by ten and a photograph with them. Um, that in in the world of conventions, that's pretty cheap. Um, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So we're we're standing we're, we're we're standing in the line, and there's a bunch of artwork on the table, and I'm like, well, what is this stuff? Like, what is this artwork? So I asked the handler like what it is. And he's like, Oh, that's Tom's artwork. And I'm like, what? It's all, it's all good stuff. And it's all Godzilla characters. And I'm like, so I can buy some Godzilla artwork drawn by Godzilla. The guy's like, yeah. And I'm like, all right, well I'm buying that. So I, I bought one. And then when I got up to the guy, he was like, he was super nice. He was like very appreciative that I bought that. And he said, thank you. And he, he pulled it out of the little like plaquettes in, he signed the back of it. He signed my print. I got a picture with him. And then we moved over to, um, Ultraman who his name's, uh, his, his first name's Ben. So, so I got both their names here. So Ultraman is Ben Furio, Furioria. Sorry. F-U-R-U-I-A. And, uh, the gentleman who played Godzilla is Tsutomo Kitagawa. Yes, that's it. Um, Otherwise known as Tom. Tom. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we get we get to Ben Ultraman, and first of all, this dude is the fanciest dresser I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. He's got like this. He's he he's got this like really fancy, nice white and red suit. His tie has an Ultraman tie clip. 
he just looks good. And, um, he, he looks at my shirt and, 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 you know, makes a few comments about my shirt. He signs the autograph. And then he also like on top of signing the autograph, he has these postcards, which he gives me one and signs that. So it's two autographs. And then he, uh, I, I go back to take the picture and just like one of the funnest experiences I've, I've ever had at one of these conventions. He Ultraman does this, like this thing with his arms where he, he kind of crosses his arms and, uh, he like, <laughs> he, he was like telling me to do that for the photo, but then like proceeds to make sure I do it right. And he's like positioning my arms in the correct distance from my face and like just making sure I have it right. And there's just like something fun and great to like being taught how to be Ultraman by Ultraman. It was very cool. It was special. I filmed it. It was special. It was, it felt very good. Yeah. And then, so what I love about both of these two gentlemen is they clearly are enjoying themselves. They're appreciative of the fans. The fans are appreciating them. And we're sitting there like Abby's filming and I'm holding Jake's stuff. And then he invites Abby and I over for another photo. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was interesting because, I mean, we're obviously all friends, but like maybe, maybe the three of us have some sort of like weird camaraderie where like, if one of us is in a photo by ourselves, it's like there's an aura where <laughs> there's just something missing. It doesn't feel and he right. He recognized it, so he invited us across. He the invited table. us over. We all took a picture with him, and yeah. then I got to look at his like accoutrement, like his little neck thing, the and his in his cuffs or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I literally like I think we held each other's hands for a moment, and I was like, "You look so good." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so on um, point. It's probably, we put it up on our Instagram. It's probably my favorite picture that we've ever taken as a group. Yeah. Um, but we handed our, our phone off to the guy behind us in line to take the picture and he knew us from Yes Have Some. I don't know who he was. I didn't get his name, but, uh, uh, if you're out there, uh, mystery listener, send us a message. Yeah, send us if a you're message. out there. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we want to we'll, say we want to say thank you. We want to say yeah. thank you. We'll send we'll you. Send, some... We'll send you a bag full of Star Wars shit. <laughs> 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 bag no, full of goodies. We'll, we'll send him a shirt or something. Uh, yeah, if, if you're out there. Uh, but thank you very much for taking the picture. It was wonderful. Yeah. Uh, but that was a great experience. Uh, I really. Yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed. Uh, I'm not an Ultraman uh, connoisseur. I've never even mm-hmm. seen an episode, but now I'm about to. Yeah, about I to get be. into it. Gotta watch um, it. Right. But Jacob was really cool, man. I know we're being all sentimental about this stuff, but I know how important that stuff is to you. I know how important Godzilla is for you, and to have that really great. I felt like after that interaction with uh, with uh, with Tom, the uh, the gentleman who played the Millennium Godzilla, I wanted to bring him over to Linda Blair and just be like, "That's how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Teach this. Her. Tell her. Teach her. Do it better." Anyways, yeah. Um, so that was great, and then um, I want to get a montage of him teaching Linda Blair how to be nice to fans. <laughs> That'll be our next training video. And then uh, to wrap it up, we also met up with uh, Roger Jackson, who is a mm-hmm. uh, voiceover artist who is most famous for doing the voice of Ghostface in all the Scream movies. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you're listening to this episode at the very beginning, you heard a little bumper that he helped us <laughs> yeah. out with. And uh, he was a fantastically nice yeah. human being as he well. He was very cool. Uh-huh. Yeah, I liked him a lot. Like My him. favorite thing about him. He was very him. funny. He was like yeah. joking around with us. He pulled us into a closet. It was That's great. what I was going to say, was that we had to follow Ghostface into a broom closet with yeah. the door yeah. closed behind us. Normally you're running away from Ghostface, not <laughs> willingly getting into a closet with him. <laughs> he was um, so nice. But he was great. We're going to try to get him on the show. going to work on that in the next yeah. couple weeks. Uh, he's uh, He does... Vo- 
uh, voices uh, for video Mojo games. Mojo Jojo on Mojo Powerpuff Jojo. Girls. Yeah. Powerpuff Girls. Uh, so uh, really a fantastic, fantastic uh, guy. and Super uh, profesh, super sweet. Overall, this is one of my favorite uh, one-day cons we've ever gone to. It was, it was, it was very low stress, uh, besides all the Linda Blair statue jacket nonsense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was great. That was all great fun and just a really good time. Uh, we did buy some stuff. As well, I think we should wrap up after that. But Abby, you yeah. did some uh, haggling, and I was very impressed. Yeah, that was like my first six. I was impressed with myself, honestly. Um, we were walking past some of the booths, and the one that we spotted had some neat old like VHS and some like prints and just stuff that was like up our alley. Um, and as I was looking through there, I saw what was the first thing that caught my eye? The um, they had a like a laser disc, I think, like a video disc. It's of, a video disc. A video disc, not laser disc, because it's old. Of Carrie with um yeah, what's her name? Um Sissy Spacek. Thank you, Sissy Spacek. With Sissy Spacek on the cover. And it's a beautiful piece. And as soon as I saw that, I knew I wanted it. Um so I kind of started bundling and looking at the other things that they had on the table. Um I picked out there's like a Freddy Krueger little gum dispenser, a Blair Witch magnet, and uh, a three pack of Alien Aliens and Alien Three on VHS. And um I was like very proud of myself because I asked how much each of those items were individually and then I kind of put a number together in my head and basically from the numbers he gave me it would have been 60 bucks and I was like all right let's knock 10 off and I'm gonna confidently ask this man if I can get all these items for 50 and I was like hey how about all these for 50 bucks and he was like okay which was incredible because for me personally I'm always afraid to ask for like that little discount deal and to bundle like that and it absolutely worked which made me feel amazing and I purchased everything from that booth and I didn't buy anything else after that because it was like I've got everything that I want everything I need stuff that makes me happy I'm not gonna chew the gum um but I wish I could it's very cool you need that 35 year old Freddy gum (laughs) yeah um yeah, I bought some toys. I picked up some Terminator stuff. Um, I forgot to mention it when, when uh, the stuff that Jake gave me, uh, some really great uh, T2 figures that were all mint in package that I uh, immediately opened. Uh, <laughs> because like, I'm all about these loose figure displays these days. Um, my, my thought process is this. As great as these figures look in packaging, they're still 10 bucks. you know, 35 years later or whatever. I'm not going to I'm never going to get rid of them. So they, they mean more to me displayed. But I picked up some more T2 figures, picked up some Ghostbuster stuff. Uh, so that that was great. Those were great pickups. And Jake, I don't besides your stuff. I don't think you bought anything else, did you? I didn't No, there were there were a few things that I was looking at uh, that the booth where Abby was just talking about. They had a lot of good stuff. And th- I almost picked up a few things from them. They had they had some VHS I was into. They had that really cool like Freddy Krueger, um, uh, you know, pin display and, and some stuff like that. But yeah, besides the autographs and that that piece of art, I, I didn't pick up anything else at the at the at the convention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, overall, it was a great weekend. Yeah, it was great to see friends. As soon as we got there, I saw Rob Sosby, who's got awesome uh, Spider-Man Nikes, and I wore my Alien Stompers, got a good pick with him. Yeah, and got thank Chinese you. Chinese food with him, too, uh, his wife. Rob is a, a wonderful guy. He's a listener. He's a patron. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, we all went out to dinner with him and, uh, and his wife, and we uh, uh, it was great. We, yeah, it was a YHS we, big dinner. Yeah, listen. Sometimes we, we even hang out with the listeners. Hey. That's that's how. Listen. Hey, if you're cool, we're, we're on the level. 
No, he's a great guy. Yeah, he's he's, a great he's, guy, he's yeah. become a good friend of ours. He's and, got uh, dope shoes. He's got dope shoes, and he's an undertaker. And mm. we got to learn about embalming yeah, over dinner. Yeah, you can have dinner and find yeah, out all the it was tricks. Appropriate. And... It was great. Yeah. I loved it. I thought it was um, very cool. So many Ghostbusters jokes when you're when you're talking about <laughs> running a funeral home. Uh, they kind of don't get old. I don't know. It's always funny. So listen, overall, it was a great weekend. The Linda Blair saga. We'll, we'll, I say we put it to bed for now. But you we'll never put know. It to, we'll put it to bed, and then in like ten years, you know, the the force will awaken. Yeah, mm-hmm. in ten years, Jake's gonna be walking down the staircase, uh, like doing a backwards crab over the statue. Backwards crab. Yeah. So put it to bed, then the bed will levitate in ten years. Over the next couple weeks, we're gonna be planning out the rest of the year. We've obviously got Ghostbusters Fan Fest coming up. More conventions. There's a big toy show in Atlanta in March. And uh, we got Toy Fair in a couple weeks. We're not going to be at Toy Fair, but we're going to be covering all of the latest news on toys extensively. We're already getting word. We, we talked about it a little bit last week. Funko's putting out a whole new line of Ghostbusters figures. Uh, there's going to be some convention exclusives. And, God, NECA. Between NECA and Diamond Select and Mattel and Funko and Hasbro, I, I don't know. It's going to be a lot of fun. We might have to do a two-parter on that cool. one. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. like a YHS traditional episode at this point. It'll be our third one yeah. covering it. So. It's fun. It's fun. You'll have fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, have fun. Yes, have fun. So listen, <laughs> before we let you go, we told you about Patreon. If you want to get on these Patreon bonus episodes for $5 a month, you can become a YHS patron, immediately get access to all the bonus episodes we've done this year. And then we're doing two to three new ones a month, covering all sorts of topics. Like we said last week, we resurrected Jaws. It was a lot of fun. And it is the best way for you to support Yes Have Some. It helps us pay the bills, pay for the hosting pay for the equipment, all that Keep kind of stuff. Keep the detox on. It helps us. <laughs> hey, it helps us fill those detox. <laughs> just kidding. JK. Just kidding. Just the lights, guys. Just, yeah, just to pay just for the... the things we need. Um, but yeah, we really uh, love you guys, and we really appreciate the support. Keep those iTunes reviews coming. We've got a lot of five-star reviews lately. That helps us a ton as well. It puts us at the front of the charts on iTunes. It gives us exposure, exposes us to new people, uh, new listeners, and... Follow us on social media at YHS Podcast on Instagram, on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Yes Have Some Cast. And we have a very special discussion group on Facebook for Yes Have Some listeners. It's called Yes Have Some Group Therapy. And Abigail Gardner is going to tell you how to get there. All right, guys, get your get your phone out and get Facebook open. Then search for uh, Yes Have Some Cast, uh, Facebook.com slash Yes Have Some Cast. You will find our page. Man, I'm already screwing it up. Uh, then you scroll down. You'll see group therapy is one of the first things to pop up on the Yes Have Some Podcast page. Click that. Then ask to join the group. I will probably approve you. I just approved somebody yesterday. Uh, we've got a lot of new members. It's like 400 and growing, like I always say. So let's keep it growing. And you know, come join and complain about toys or talk about what you love or what you're stressed out about. We're there to listen. And We're not there judge to you. help you. Well, we judge a little bit, but yeah, mostly keep of course. it to ourselves. Of course. <laughs> we just, we mostly talk about <laughs> all that stuff behind your back. No, uh, it's a lot of fun. Join Yes, have some group therapy and uh, get in on all of the Ghostbusters talk. There's a lot of it. And guys, group therapy has been popping 
During the recording of this episode, Warner Brothers just announced a ton of movies, Mm -hmm. including release dates for the Batman movie, which is officially called The Batman, directed by Matt Reeves. It's coming out in June of 2021, and Ben Affleck is officially not going to be in it. Oh, okay. August of 2021, James Gunn is writing and directing the Suicide Squad reboot. We'll have nothing to do with the original. They're relaunching Suicide Squad. And apparently they're doing an animated theatrical Batman Beyond movie as well. Uh, so plenty mm. to talk about in group therapy. And then, of course, the Super Bowl is this Sunday, which means there's going to be trailers. And Two trailers. Who knows? And commercials. There's a lot of big movies coming up and maybe a little Pennywise action, possibly. Heard, <laughs> heard some rumors about that. Probably. probably. I'm watching the Super Bowl this year because if that trailer comes out, that'd be neat. Hey, if there's no new Cloverfield movie, I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> I'm watching um, for those Cardi B commercials. And lastly, uh, Dr. Sleep got a release date. It has been moved up from January of next year to November of this year. So, oh, cool. Uh, right. Sounds like Moving Warner up's Brothers good. is happy with the direction of Mike Flanagan's follow up to The Shining. And uh, we'll be Hear that, that, Star this Wars? Year. Oh, no. Hear, hear that, Hear Star that? Wars? Someone did good. <laughs> Sorry, I should They did this. a good job. Uh, <laughs> all right. So we've got a big year coming up. There's a lot going on. Thank you so much for listening to Yes, Have Some Podcast. Abby, Jake, anything else before we sign off? No. Nope. That's it. I miss Jake. Wish we were all hanging out again. It was a really fun <laughs> weekend. <laughs> Looking forward to the next time we all get to do something. And next week when we record. Yep. All right. Well, my final words tonight will be happy birthday, Hal. Bye. Happy birthday, Happy birthday, Hal. Hang out with you and... <laughs> oh, happy birthday. Love you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>